He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Running a short-term rental business is challenging and time-consuming. Whether it's 10 units or 1,000 units, trying to keep up with the latest trends, technology, hardware, revenue management, guest support, and R&D, it's become almost impossible and increasingly more expensive for the everyday host. On top of that, all of this tedious work does not allow you to focus on what matters most, and that is your guest. Luckily, this will no longer be a problem. Introducing Journey's MOS, the newest and most advanced tech solution in hospitality. Journey's MOS provides you with a one-stop solution that will automate your entire operation and take care of all of your back office work, allowing you to fully focus on growing your business the way you want to. To learn more about MOS, visit Journey online at journey.com. That's journey, J-U-R-N-Y.com. My lens that I look through life on has changed a lot from past life to this life, right? Like first business started in my past life and it was all about how I want to go run the score up. Like I want to go, I want to go build this thing and I want to go conquer the world. And, and that was priority number one. And that I'm at a different chapter in my life. I'm coaching my kids lacrosse games. I'm going and, and you know, I'm, I'm dad and husband first. At the end of the day, man, I'm not going to be successful being a leader of Sojo, if I don't have a balanced life, I don't have good values and I don't have a, a good foundation. And my foundation is my family. And then the house I'm going to build on that, which is many of those rooms will be Sojo, is, is going to be in really good condition. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks. But if you have a little quiet get-together that 
kind of gets out of hand like this. The noise aware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property, and of course, your profits are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now, thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And I'm joined by Max Farley, who is the founder of Sojo. And if you haven't heard me talk about Sojo already, you definitely got to check him out. But I'm really excited to sit down with you, Max, and get to hear your story uh, to all the Slick Talk listeners out there in the world. So uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we got to do a quick, brief uh, chat introduction, get to know each other. Um, you know, you and I got introduced from Joy, your amazing marketing director, uh, who's a good friend and just doing good stuff in the industry. Um, but you guys are in a specific niche of vacation rentals, right? So uh, I want to dive into first before we go into what Sojo is, uh, kind of hearing your story and background and logistics and, and all the other stuff that you you've done beforehand and then the idea and aha moment behind Sojo, what it is, what you guys are doing, all that fun stuff. So at the beginning of it all, let's just dive into your right. early, early days. So you want the the origin story of like where, oh. where the heck the idea came yeah. from of, of Sojo. Yeah. All right. bring so, it in. Um, most as so Sojo is great. And the most, most great things in my life have the origin story my wife's tied to, right? Like whether it's kids or family or marriage or anything, it's my wife gets a ton of credit for it. And so there's mm-hmm. definitely an aspect of that to it. Um, but my background, um, you know, coupled with her idea is really what led to Sojo. So my background is logistics, supply chain and distribution. So I built a business and a career on delivering mission critical goods to customers across the country. Um, mm-hmm. And it completely different industry, obviously, it was more like plumbing, energy, HVAC, so on and so forth. But it was really around how do we time the delivery of these goods to these customers that need them and are really up a creek if you don't hit that delivery window, right? So mission critical, just in time delivery. Um, built that business up for six years, exited that business in 2020. And I remember looking back and telling my wife, like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that was just hard, right? Supply chain's hard, like logistics hard, like everything was just a, you know, a fight and a sausage grinder to get through. Um, Never want to do that again. Uh, And then I had to figure out, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up after I left that business. And, and, uh, you know, the idea really came from my wife who continued to remind me like, hey, Max, we've constantly talked about the vacation rental industry from a consumer standpoint. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, the from our aspect as a consumer, it was, I mean, the guest, like the, the, the vacation doesn't start until you put your bags down, run out to the store and come back. Right. We have three boys, nine, seven, and five. Um, and so it was like, I mean, it's just a, it's you're herding cats, right? I mean, you're getting there, the trip, like you finally get there and you just want to, you know, crack a beer and relax. It's like, all right, we got to go get all the crap you really need for your trip. So it's just hard. And, and the idea around for a consumer of the product, which is the vacation rental industry, the logistics and supply chain were challenging. And it always came back to, man, for a prop manager, this has got to hurt, right? This has just got to be a pain point that these guys are feeling on a daily basis and, and doesn't really get better with scale. And so 
I, that was really the the combination of the two things that was a spark of I got to go figure out if there's a way for me to add value to this overall industry with what I'm good at. Um, and I was blessed to go and talk to a couple of really large, strong operators and tell them that my idea at the time, which was probably just crazy and horrible. And they said, Mac, that's an atrocious idea. But if you tweak it, you know, it might actually it might actually be able to add some value and, and scale nicely. And so took, you know, it took our time. I mean, it took probably nine months to a year to really figure out, hey, how can I, how can I fit? Where, where does Sojo fit? What, what should we be great at? Um, and, and then how do we scale the business? And so it was a collaborative effort with some, some really great, you know, people in the industry and, uh, uh, you know, landed some anchor customers after that. And we've been, you know, running downhill ever since. Wow. That's really, it's, it's really cool to hear the back end because like, I've, I've seen multiple patterns throughout interviews uh, of guests on the show is making the unsexy things in vacation rentals or hospitality in general sexy, right? Like how do you make shipping and logistics or guest amenities sexy? Like they're, they're just not something that we like to talk about as property managers. Sure. Um, hoteliers don't even like to talk about them that much other than, you know, the eco-friendly products, or maybe they're doing a new, new initiative in the sense of that. But um, you know, so that's one thing is like, how do you make, like, I always think of, uh, Dave Krause from Rent Responsibly too, you know, how do you make advocacy sexy? It's really sure. not a, a sexy topic in the industry. Sure. Um, but then also, you know, you, you said you, you're never going to get back into shipping and logistics you know, after you exited and, and now here you are back in shipping and logistics. And yep. of course, what was that internal, I guess my question, yeah, my question to you is what is that internal battle like for you, um, is it different now that you're in a certain specific of, um, you know, a niche inside a, you know, vacation rental or hospitality? Like you're now that you're specific down into that category, does it make it easier for you? Is what's, what was that internal battle? Like, I guess it was just, I mean, the internal battle was, um, it, when I, when I learned about the industry, uh, the vacation rental industry, it, yeah. it, uh, it became acutely aware to me that, the industry's yearning for an expert in supply chain and logistics, and it doesn't have one today, right? I mean, there's, you can, I mean, the volume of technology adoption in the industry is unheard of, right? I mean, the yeah. property managers are getting just slammed every day with these new technologies and it's all verticalized across the space. I mean, they've got different tools for all these different things, but back to the house operations in terms of like tangible, actual, like operational assistance, right? Like stuff you can feel and get immediate results from, right? Is, is lacking. And, mm -hmm. and it, and there's so much stuff that they're doing today that doesn't get any better when you go from five units to 50 to 100 to 500. It just, it just hurts more. Um, yeah. And so the more I learned, the more I was like, man, like everything that I went through and, and have, you know, years and years of scar tissue from offer as a, you know, as a great value add to these uh, customers and partners as we go out and, and try to grow the business. And so it just it felt like a really good you know, just a perfect match, right? Like better to be lucky than good, right? Like I, I have this skill set of how do I build and scale a business in this, in this, in, in, you know, within this offering. And then the yeah. industry needs it. And is at this time where growth and standardization and, and operational professionalism are, you know, needed to be able to continue to, you know, shine, you know, really well as an overall industry. And I was like, man, that's just a match made in heaven, completely unintentional by my part, but I'm certainly not going to, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth and say, nah, you know, I'm going to go try something else. So it, it just, it, it worked out really well, man. I wish there was something more like intentional about it, but it was just a right place, right time. And, and, uh, um, so it's, it's worked out really, really well. Well, yeah. And that's a big thing throughout like other interviews with founders on the show is it's always usually timing is perfect. You, you can't yeah. like 
you can create a concept, but if the timing's not right, it's not going to work. But then if it's perfect a year later and the timing is right, then it's going to work. So yep. I think we all know the the key importance of timing is uh, pretty crucial. Starting a business, whether it's in this industry or not, overall timing is very crucial. Um, so for the listeners that may not be like maybe they're an individual individual host or they're a property management company that's listening in uh, in a, in a like elevator pitch style. What is Sojo exactly to the T for any kind of consumers out there that are turning properties that do have linen closets full of amenities that they're having to keep track of and do inventory for and all that other stuff. Can you, can you give us a quick elevator pitch of, of sure. what Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I, the, the goal for Sojo is to be the operations automation partner for the vacation rental industry, um, specifically the property manager. Um, today, our core competencies amenities. And so we, automate and streamline in a tech-enabled way the delivery of amenities in a just-in-time fashion. That means we hook into your calendar, we understand all your home configurations, and we deliver the goods to you when you need them, you know, two or three days before checkout or whenever you want those goods for all of them. So we take that ball entirely out of the air for a product manager, whether you have five homes or, you know, a thousand homes. Um, but that's one, um, you know, that's one vertical that we're, you know, focused on, you know, maintenance and then safety and other items that you, that need to be turned over in the home on a, on a daily, weekly, you know, monthly basis um, is where we want to focus uh, and where we want to add value to the property manager. So anything that's, they consider inventory, that's not their overall home. That's mm -hmm. us, man. I want to, I want to help them, you know, manage that, in, that manage that supply chain and be their, be their operational partner in that, um, in that process. Awesome. And so uh, to kind of give a shout out to, to Breezeway along the way, what was that kind of uh moment and kind of like aha i guess uh we call it all, all the time on the show is that aha moment to integrate with a company like breezeway um yeah. obviously because you need a certain data set to do this but and we'll dive into what the back end of shipping and logistics looks like uh from sure. a non uh perspective uh, of maybe a property manager or something else but sure. yeah what was that aha moment for you guys on that i mean again it was I i'm I've been very blessed with some some uh, a strong network from my past life, and I got introduced to to Jeremy Gall and the Breezeway team, who are just I mean I, I couldn't have really a, a better um, advocate in the space, a mentor in the space. I mean, he was one of those guys I talked to really early on, and I said, "Hey, man, this is what I want to do. I want to start a business that looks like this and, and solves this pain point. What do you think?" And he helped me craft that that message and that vision, um, not with a, a breezeway hat on, but more as a mentor hat on of, Hey man, yeah. here's what I'm hearing. Like, here's how I think, here's how I think you could tweak it to, to help. And as we got going, it was a mutual, man, you guys are, you know, from a work order management system and from a data perspective, you know, breezeway is best in class, right? There's no one out there that's better than them in terms of the, you know, automating those workflows. And we can productize a lot of that, right? Whether it's amenities, whether, you know, phase two is going to be, you know, when that property manager writes a work order for, and they need a new air filter in their home, well, instead of having that be a work order that someone in the product management company grabs and goes and does it, well, Sojo is going to send air filters, right? And we can productize a lot of the different actions and workflows that Breezeway is capturing. And so it was just a perfect, it was just a perfect match, right? I mean, they're just, a, again, they're from a technology perspective and a value add to the operator and the respect that they have in the industry. It was a slam dunk for us. And, and we were very just humbled and lucky to get them as a, as an anchor partner um, in the space. And, and just, uh, you know, we're still in, we're still in inning one and they're just, incredible partners man i mean from customer success to sales to marketing you know to, to the overall technology team i mean it's just a you know it's what you want to aspire to be when you consider yeah. yourself a technology player in the space um and so it's a great great partnership for us that's awesome and i guess going into like great teams and great products and great companies overall for you as you're building this and 
same same industry in the sense of shipping and logistics, but specific niche in the vacation rental market. What was it like? Like, what's your thinking and mentality when it comes to creating a team? Because obviously, you talked about joy, but like, you know, you've you've gotten some pretty cool players on your team that I've gotten to meet throughout the industry. Um, and so more or less, what's your thinking behind building that, that, that company culture, building the, the Sojo mission uh, into the bigger company that you guys are seeing it take uh, as you, like you said, you're only in inning one. So, you know, what's inning nine look like for you guys as a company team? Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. Culture's everything, right? I mean, they're, especially in a startup environment. I mean, they're, you got people want to be passionate about what they're doing on a daily basis. They have to believe what they're doing, you know, adds value. It's not just transactional. Um, And so it doesn't matter that, you know, the margins or the size of the industry isn't enough to go and not just attract, but really retain that key talent. Right. I mean, they're going to, they want to get more purpose out of their work. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'd say one of my biggest strengths is I'm acutely aware of my own shortcomings um, and, and admit to those a ton, which it's a long, you don't have enough time on this podcast for those. So, I mean, it's a long, it's a long list, man. And so one, I mean, one of the first things, you know, once, once there was some there, there in terms of the product and the viability of the product, and we got, we, you know, we got some really strong anchor customers, the big, the big jumping off point was, all right, I gotta go, I gotta go build a team. I have, I have to ask other people to come believe in this mission and this business that I'm building. Um, and I want to go get the best in class group that have, strengths where I don't. And that's knowledge of the vacation rental industry. People that have lived in the operator's hat, lived in a PMS hat. Like how have they done B2B tech sales in the past? Like what does customer experience look like? What are the issues? And like, what, what's the persona that we're going to go after? And all those things that would take me years and years and years to figure out, you know, you get someone great, like a Joy or a Kaylee or a Brady on sales mm-hmm. or customer success. And all of a sudden you're, you're able to go and handle some, some, some good customers and, and get some, get some respect and not get some respect in the space, but you, you gain their trust and confidence, right? Yeah. You know that you've built a team that's there to take care of the client, which is really what, at the end of the day, what they want. I mean, no one's perfect, right? I mean, yeah. our tech's going to mess up. Our logistics are going to mess up. It's how are you, how are you handling those issues and, and getting in front of those and, and making sure that the client's taken care of regardless of, of where those pitfalls are. For sure. No, I love that. And, you know, it's such a, it's a big industry, but it, once you're in it, it's a small industry, if that makes sense. Like yeah. you, <laughs> everyone's got the same circle and connections, but at the end of the day, if you're like an outsider looking in, it's like, uh, it's, it's like looking at a giant, um, but it's yeah, it's, it, and it can be hard to penetrate through sometimes too because it's a close knit group. Uh, but no, I'm an, I'm an introvert, man. Like at my heart, like I'm an introvert. Like if you like, if you can just put me in a room and let me work, like I'm yeah. like big, big. Uh, I went to the first event I went to before we launched Sojo. It was a, I think it was a, uh, it was in Destin, uh, mm-hmm. like a, a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, and it was. I wanted to be this fly on the wall at this event and like this sort of see like, all right, what is this all about? I hear trade shows are really important for the industry. And it was this fishbowl where like you couldn't escape, you couldn't hide. Like you're just in this mix and I'm at this table with prop managers and I'm just like sweating bullets. Like, man, what do I, (laughs) what do I say to these guys? I didn't come. I wanted to listen, not talk. And it was amazing to see how, you said it perfectly how it's very fragmented um and it's very it's even though it's a big industry it's very small i mean there, there's yeah. a couple of people that are just you know they've they've earned their right to be you know very influential and very impactful in the in the industry and they're incredibly well connected uh, mm-hmm. and so it's it's amazing to see how how small the industry is yeah well and you said it too it's like i there, i'm an extrovert by heart i think but i definitely have those days like at a conference where you're just like i kind of want to 
relax. I don't want to talk as much. Yep. I kind of just want to float around. And the industry is so welcoming in the sense of like social <laughs> and just like, hey, like, who are you? What do you do? And then they just start. They're, we're naturally curious, I guess, yep. along That's the way. Right. And uh, of course, hospitality. So people, 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 people. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's a, I, I feel the pain sometimes because uh, naturally extroverted. But there are days where you're like, Oh man, I just want to enjoy my lunch and quiet. And, and then people come up and they're like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's right. that's, yeah, super cool. But uh, for now on the tech side, this is where I'm really curious because with the integration like Breezeway, um, you know, obviously we all know what iCal links are and all this other stuff, but you guys are getting a pretty intense amount of data coming in through a property management software or operation software like Breezeway. Um, what does the back end look like from? I guess, reservation booked to box arrived at the housekeeper's house or the property or wherever the overall destination is, right? For these Perfect. amenities or uh, in the future, you know, who knows, pool filters, AC or, uh, you know, whatever hil- filters there are in the world and everything yeah, else. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the the uh, the operational technology is is far more complex than being building an API or hooking into an API that allows you to ingest the data, right? Because, I mean, a lot of people have that that's not unique or differentiated yeah. in terms of being able to get um, data from the PMS or the source of, of uh, the, the source platform that you want. Uh, for us, the, our secret sauce is in building our op, our overall platform, 80% of that work has gone into, you know, back end of the operations. And so, you know, as an example, you know, you close a, a property manager that has 50 homes, right? You, they turn on whatever their API token is, depending on the integration point, if it's a guest, E-Track, Breezeway, whatever that is, um, we now get their home configuration data and their reserva- and their reservation calendar. Home mm-hmm. configuration is super important to us. Uh, you know, like a uh, number of full bathrooms, half bathrooms, kitchens, anything you want to associate a product to that we then deliver based on a reservation, right? And so we receive that data into our system and then you've got the calendar associated with it. Now, our business model is checkout based. And so most of the park managers want their stuff to arrive two or three days before. Uh, we've got a 99% on time delivery guarantee. So we hit that, we thread that needle every time you know, effectively. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> but what happens is, you know, so you, let's say you've got five reservations, right? And now you've got, you've got all the products that the product manager wants to go with each of those homes, right? So we need to then go grab all the items associated with those five homes, which are different, right? Not every three bathroom configuration is the same. They all want different stuff in every single home, right? Like, oh, this home sleeps 17 people because there's two bunk rooms. And so I really want more toilet paper and I want more trash bags, more shampoos. Like everyone's got, there's an opinion on every house, right? Yeah. And so you then have to package those items up in a box and then ship those items to the customer to make sure they get there on time. Now, the boxing side is really interesting. We've got um, software that we call sort of a like a spatial or a cubing software. So we know exactly like if you've got six rolls of toilet paper, three bath sets, a kitchen set and trash bags. Well, that it makes no sense for me to ship air. I lose money that way. And so I have to ship, you know, in the most optimal box. Right. And so based on your home configuration, I and the products you associated with your home, there's an optimal box configuration, right? So think about it as like a Tetris, right? So like your order, like your reservation comes in and in real time, I need to Tetris out your box for your home for Will Slickers one, two, three way. And it's gotta be perfect, right? And I have to put all those boxes in the same shipping package and deliver them to you. And I need to not only deliver them to you, I need to guarantee delivery on a certain day. So then we had to go build a bunch of integrations with FedEx, UPS, all the different you know major freight carriers. So when I know, all right, Will wants his stuff there two days before, Will's in zip code B, I'm in zip code A, based on the API integrations we have with all the freight carriers, what is the, when do I need to ship the goods to guarantee delivery on time? 
-hmm. And then we reverse engineer from there, pick, pack, and deliver, and then ship. And then we track the goods all the way to the end destination point. So it's a it's a bunch, man. I mean, I'm yeah. and I'm not a I'm not a technologist, and I know enough to be really dangerous at this point in terms of how all those different things work together to create the you know the Sojo experience. And so and then be able really to be able to deliver on the promises we've made to our clients. Well, I just found out that UPS, FedEx have API integrations, so I'm like kind of mind blown there. Just thinking about you know, I know API on the sense of property management softwares and breezeways and the noise awares and all the other you know you know, software tech companies there are, but UPS has an yeah. API integration. I didn't. Yeah. So if you think that, about it, right. Yeah. So like we're at, so I'm in Irving, te Dallas, Texas, effectively. That's where our warehouse and our headquarters is. Our employee base is distributed, but we're shipping mo most of our product out of Dallas, Texas. And so that's our origin zip code. Now, based on where your home is, you've got a destination zip code and, and all these major freight carriers are shipping thousands and thousands and millions of packages from a major hub like Dallas to those different end destination points. And so I need to know in real time, if I ship it ground, is it going to take two days or is it going to take three? And I need to know with what percentage of confidence. Is it a 99% delivery confidence or is it an 80? If it's 80, I got to go pay two day, right? Do they, now, what do they tell you the confidence level of delivery? Oh, yeah. oh, they don't okay. tell you the confidence level, but you can go query like the last six months number of shipments and what the average transit time was. So you then can make an informed decision on where on how you want to ship it. I've said this on Slick Talk many times before, and as time goes on, it becomes more and more true. Operators have been so used to multiple logins, different dashboards, and overall segregated data points for their hospitality brand. I'm proud to say this is no longer going to be the case for the industry. As a podcast partner, Journey MOS is made for operators by operators. One dashboard, one solution to keep your business in shape and ahead of the competition. If you think this is too good to be true, then you need to go to journey.com, that is J-U-R-N-Y.com, to learn how Journey MOS can get you ahead of the big players in your market. And now, back to the episode. Wow. And, but we have, to, we have to do all of that. I mean, we, we ship thousands and thousands and thousands of packages a week. We have to do all of that from a technology standpoint. I can't have a person making that decision, right? So it all has to be built into the overall you know, uh, platform that we have that, that systemically makes those, those decisions on behalf of our clients. That is literally mind-blowing to me. I can't <laughs> even think about all of that. That's incredible. So it's a, it's a legit, you know, like just because we're, we're focusing on the topic a lot, um, from like an operation standpoint of balance, right? Like how do you balance the the key, I guess, phrase of automation, right? Everyone wants automation. Like you said, there's a new software, new tech company, like the industry is embracing tech so much that there's always something new, that's something you can automate, right? And I think like there's a good balance between tech operations and that human experience because, you know, if we automate too much on the property management software or not software, but property management side, um, you know, we lose that hospitality experience that some of our guests actually truly seek out. Um, you see that in hotels, you see that in vacation rentals. Uh, but then if you don't automate enough, you're busy doing the mundane tasks that shouldn't be done or needed to be focused on. Um, uh, my kind of key thing is like trust, but verify, like trust that the system's working, but have your systems in place to kind of just double check and make sure that those automated messages are going out, that your tracking your, your packages and making sure that all the inventory is done and not having to be so focused on all these tasks that you're missing out on that human experience. And so what I see with you guys and what you just described is really 
a balanced system. It's not just a tech platform that automates and then you ship it. Like there's a real human aspect on the back end that has to actually fulfill now what the automation and tech has done, um, especially because we're humans. And like you said, 99% guarantee is, you know, and something like this, I think very realistic because there's never going to be a hundred percent. I don't think That's with, right. you know, human error in play. Um, so have you seen it as like a balance? Like you guys are really much balancing that out as well, or what's your kind of like overall? It is. It's, and it's, it's really interesting to try to describe the, you know, we're still finding our voice. I mean, we're really early on in our, in our business. We've got great, we've got great clients, but we've got, a, we've got a, a far road to go. It's, you know, as Joy, who runs our marketing says, man, as Max, it's really hard to articulate a product-based business that's also, you know, technology and SaaS oriented. And that's mm. not, you know, education, as you know, is the most expensive way to sell. And so educating customers has been uh, been a challenge of really how do we find our voice? How do we communicate effectively of, of where we fit um, and how we can add value to that to the, to the clients? But, yeah, man, there's a huge human element. I mean, that's and I was before here, I, I came to a quiet place because my office is in a, a warehouse district. Right. Like, yeah. we've got, you know, 16 dock doors and 250,000 square feet and we're receiving containers of goods. Right. And so. That was right before I came here. It was another container of, you know, uh, amenities that showed up. And and yeah. it was, you know, and like, man, that ain't a good place to go take a Will Slickers, you know, podcast uh, deal. I got to go find somewhere quiet. But there's very much a human, you know, you're in a warehouse, you're pickpacking, delivering goods. I mean, it's not, you know, we're not all, you know, sitting around in hoodies and in and, and WeWorks and trying to figure out, you know, the next best, you know, uh, module that we're going to roll out. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of balance that goes on in actual you know, um, you know, uh, operations that needs to be, you know, complete so we can go and deliver on the, uh, you know, on the promises we made to those clients. Definitely. No, it's, it's incredible to, to hear. I, I, I truly find this so fascinating. That's, and this is mainly why I do the podcast, like just to hear this type of stuff, because it's so different. It's so unique compared to a lot of things. And a lot of people just see the logo, right? They always see the logo yeah. and the brand and the marketing and the LinkedIn or Facebook, Instagram posts, but they don't really know the, the day-to-day the every second is going on um and so for you guys like you're, you're talking about the amenities and stuff so are a lot of these amenities either partnered brands or are you guys creating your own what's what's your overall um business structure with the amenities themselves sure yeah on the men on the amenity side we have sojo branded items so you can come in and and typically for smaller property managers less than 50 homes or less than 75 mm-hmm. homes um will come in and just they'll use they enjoy the value add of it they enjoy the technology and the automation of it uh and they're not large enough yet to to want to have um you know their own brand across their amenities and so they'll take the sojo brand um we've got a lot of customers given we started in the 100 plus Product manager space. We got a lot of product managers who want their brand all over it, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. want their brand on the amenities, on the soaps, on the shampoo, on the packaging, on the stickers, on everything. And so that's a, you know, depending on we we do different promotions where like if you're a Breezeway customer, you get to go to Private Label for free, right? And mm-hmm. so you get you get your brand across your amenities um, free of charge. So yes, we do offer Sojo brand. We offer Private Label, and we're starting down the path of going and having this third party, um, you know. A, actual like market branded items. So if you want yeah. like a, uh, um, like a, a very nice Aveda product or, you know, fill in the blank in terms of an actual branded item that you want as an amenity, we'll offer that as well, uh, to the Sojo customers. Um, so wow. we'll, we'll do all, we'll do all three today. We're great at Sojo and, and at private label, and we're starting to get into the, uh, you know, the actual, you know, retail branded, wholesale branded, uh, items for, uh, for people that have a, you know, a really strong opinion on what they want in their home, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of that, like in, ter- in terms of the overall guest experience. For sure. And not so not only are you guys managing the logistics of shipping and the data and the home configurations and everything else, but you're actually creating your own products. That's right. Uh, wow. So what 
now let's dive into that. That's like a whole another episode in itself. But like, what's the overall creation process? How do you, how do you create soaps and shampoos and, and all these things that, uh, you know, people have in their homes? Yeah. So, I mean, it comes back to my, my background was uh, supply chain was a grand t- term. It was domestic, but also international. So the, the okay. past company was international manufacturing and, and logistics company. And so we manufacture it to the spec of Sojo or to the spec of the customer. Right. And so if you, we have our own design team, we'll go and send design. If you give us your logo or your color palette, or just tell us, Hey, I, li- I would like to look like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is the vibe I want for my brand. We've got a design team that'll crank out some options. You say, yes, you love them, sign off on them. Then we actually go and manufacture those goods to your spec. We bring them into our warehouse, inventory wow. the goods. Those goods are here for you, right? They're paperweights if you don't want them. And so we then pick, pack, and deliver based on your calendar activity. Um, and so it's a it's a soup to nuts. Like it's we, we control every aspect of the supply chain from manufacturing of the goods to the, the goods being delivered into your home. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I'm, again, mind blown by a bunch of things throughout this whole episode. But no, that's... Seriously, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of like, again, balancing the tech and that like actual like human piece and element is is crucial in your guys' business. And it sounds from the goals of the mission and, and the drive of the company that you guys are already at and what you want to do, that that balance seems to be very there. Right. I, I think yep. you, you, I've, you with your background, you're, you're seeing this. So for you as a founder, I'm curious to know, like. What does balance look like to you when it comes to building such a, um, I would say a more innovative product in the space than we've seen? We, you know, there's a lot of property management softwares. Uh, there's a lot of other, you know, type of tech and SaaS companies in the space. But I would say with your guys' specific niche and the growth opportunity that you're like you're already talking about, um, for you as a founder, what's that balance look like as building a company? Oh man, that's a great question. Right. Um, and it's my mindset, my lens that I look through life on has changed a lot from past life to this life. Right. Like first business started in my past life and it was all about how I want to go run the score up. You know, like I want to go I want to go build this thing and I want to go conquer the world. And and, and that was priority number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm at a different chapter in my life. You know, I've mm-hmm. got I'm coaching my kids lacrosse games. I'm going and, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm dad and husband, you know, first, you know, one A and one B and interchangeable on the day. Um, so it has to be, I think, I think I get the, at the end of the day, man, I'm not going to be successful being a leader of Sojo if I don't have a balanced life, right. Yeah. And I don't have good values and I don't have a good, a, a good foundation. And my foundation is my family. And then the house I'm going to build on that, which is, you know, many of those rooms will be Sojo is, is going to be in really good condition. So it's, it's gotta be, it's number one, man. It's gotta be number one because it's the same. It's the same thing for the employees. You know, yeah. I mean, every employee you have, they, they're not a number, right? I mean, they've got kids, they've got, you know, husbands or wives, they've got issues at home, they've got parents that are getting older, they've got sick kids, they've got, I mean, we just went through COVID where it was like, man, everyone's working from home and they're like, the kids are back in school. Nope, no, they're not, right? Like, yeah. and so it's just a, if you're not in it with them and you don't have your, you know, if you're, if I guess if your priorities don't align with theirs, then you're going to have a really hard time, you know, getting through, um, you know, some of the peaks and valleys and, yeah. and startups are a grind, man, you know, this better than anyone. Like, yeah. uh, you know, everyone wants to go look at the logo and look at the website and go, man, that looks fun. And it's like startups suck. Like they're a lot of work and it's, it's a grind, man. And, yeah. and you don't know if you're going to make it right. And so you have this yeah. great idea and is it the right timing product market fit the whole nine yards. And so you, you have to have, um, you know, you, you, we find I've been blessed to find some great employees who whose 
you know, goals and, and values align with, with ours as a company and, and we'll continue to recruit and, and retain those people as we grow the business. I love it. I love it. So true. Such a good statement um, for for you guys in the future. Now, as you're building you, and I love that, you know, a lot of startups and this is kind of a reason why, you know, I would say you're one of our newer company guests, right? Like we're you're, you haven't been around 5, 10, 15, 20 years on vacation rentals and 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 it's a, a very uncommon theme, I guess. So there's a lot of people that have just been in the space forever. Um, but for you, you know, you did talk about the, the time span of creating Soja, making sure it was a good product market fit, talking to people in the space, doing your research, you know, what, um, I guess, why was that so important for you for outside of the obvious reasons, right? Like, you know, we all, if you listen to any entrepreneur podcast or read any entrepreneur book, like they're always going to say those same things. But for you from, I guess, maybe your past life, what was that a big learning that you had with that business originally? And that you, you knew you wanted to make sure this was the right fit, or I guess maybe what, what was the strategic planning into building Sojo? Yeah, it was more. So my, in my past lives, I've had mediocre ideas that we executed well, yeah. right? Like they weren't great ideas, right? It was just, <laughs> we're going to operate the, the heck out of this business, yeah. you know, and we're going to, and we're just going to work harder than everyone. And, and, yeah. and, and so that was, I wanted to take the time to make sure we had a good idea that was just on its face, adding value. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I had the opportunity. I don't know. I mean, there was no artificial shot clock. There was no gun in my head. I could have taken three years, two years, a year. And it was just a, Hey, how, when I'm comfortable knowing that when I go talk to these people, I'm asking them to, to trust me. Right. I mean, with pilot customers, and we, we landed some whales as pilot customers yeah. and we're asking them to take a, take a bet on us. Like I'm, yeah. I'm promising you a bunch of stuff. I've never done it before with you or in your space. So like it better be worth it, man. Like there's gotta be some return for that customer. And so it, I wanted to just make sure we, we were really thoughtful and intentional and it wasn't a fly by night idea of, of, you know, Hey, I'm going to come, I'm going to come promise you this and then figure the rest out later. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure we were there and, and ready to deliver, um, you know, from the first customer we had all the way to scale. Yeah. So more of, more or less of like the uh, under promise over deliver type type sure. structure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was very much a, hey, this is what I think I want to do. Does this work for you? Like how like what would you change? And so just w mm -hmm. wanted to take our time. You know, I thought it was a, we had a really good idea in terms of like how we're going to go take the technology operationally and apply it to this industry. Um, but, you know, I'd, I've never been in the space, right? And I'm not, yeah. I'm not arrogant enough to assume I know what the pain points of, of all these different property managers are. And so I wanted to go talk to, you know, a hundred of them, a thousand if I could and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, hone our craft, you know, based on their feedback. And that's what well, we continue there. to do. That's, that's what we continue to do today, which is a blast. I mean, I get to talk to just, uh, it's, it's probably like a microcosm of what you get to experience because they're all different and no one does it the same. And they've all got this, like, this is how I figured it out. Like, I, I know yeah. like this is the cleanest, dirty shirt I got, but like, this is freaking awesome. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, it's amazing to, to learn and to be a sponge and figure out how we can tweak our operational, you know, technology and our, and our logistics platform to really, you know, add value to just a multitude of, of product managers. For sure. And I, I love quoting David Jacoby from Hostfully on this one because he said, you know, you look under the hood of a hotel operation, you know, they're pretty similar. Uh, hotels have been doing the same thing for the last 20, 30 years. Uh, not a lot has changed. Like you can pretty much apply it to any other hotel in the world. Granted, the few oddballs that are doing things differently. Um, but then you take a vacation rental management company, look under the hood. They're never the same. They're all going to be different. They're so different and unique. And like you said, 
the homes and the inventory and the configuration so different um, that everyone's got opinion behind it because of the amount it sleeps or because of, you know, well, this location is a little bit further. So we want to get that bathroom, this amenity, right. this, you know, right. all that stuff um, for you guys going into, you know, you know, being in such a different company uh, and, and really seeing all this stuff, maybe when you're asking all these questions, to these, you know, these big customers that you just you know started out with, was there any questions or answers that you received um, that you didn't expect, I guess, more or less? Like, was there an answer that you received that you're like, this is totally going to work? And then your customer comes in and is like, no, that's complete garbage. Or they had a, maybe a different twist that you didn't think of. Was there anything that really just caught you off guard when it came to that initial survey? Um, I, I wouldn't. Yes. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, all of my ideas were wrong, Will. Like literally every idea was wrong. I think the, I think my approach of, Hey, I'm going to be just overly honest and candid and, and sort of tell you what I know and don't know. And, and like, I'm looking for feedback. I think setting those expectations made it to where they weren't like, Hey, I'm hanging up the phone, like leave me the hell alone. Right. So it was a, uh, it was a good, um, it was a, it was a good platform for conversation. Um, mm -hmm. you know, but the first idea was I wanted to deliver all the goods to the home. Um, to the actual home uh, of the proc managers, not to their centralized location or to their cleaning crew or wherever. And so many of them said, Max, you're showing your ignorance in the vacation rental space because no mm -hmm. way on turn day are we are you going to be able to get 600 packages to homes in 30A, right? Like yeah. no freaking way. Like it's just too crowded. And, I, and I'm not going to, I, the prop manager, aren't going to trust even, an, even what you say you can do. Like that's not going to work. And so that's just one of a hundred examples of like, okay, well, how do you do it today? Can I come out and visit your operations? I want to learn, right? I want to get educated so I can be helpful to, to, to you and your overall goals. Um, and then yeah. tweak it to, all right, we'll deliver to your warehouse. We'll deliver to your cleaning crew, wherever it was. And then the light bulb started going off on the product manager side and, and it, it helped a ton. So I think that was an aha moment for how do we, logistics is a, is a big, broad term that's intimidating to a lot of people. Like, how do I make this like digestible for you, the customer, uh, and translate it to where it can fit into your business. And that was that I wouldn't have been able to get there if it wasn't for a bunch of people that helped me out really early on. No, I love that. That's so true. And is that kind of like why you, you guys went for the checkout day now instead of the check-in or more or less, uh, Hey, like two days before. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Right. Because you know, when a uh, checkout day, there's, there's not many situations where we won't be able to deliver right on a check-in date depending on the depending on where they are the transit days the one night stay this that and the other you increase the probability for not being able to deliver where the checkout we're you know we're locked and loaded on on the checkout side and that that came from direct feedback from i mean that was you know mike perkins over at 360 was like hey dude do yeah. this i said okay great and then i came back i was like hey mike i'm gonna try to sell you now like thanks for helping me come up with this idea like you yeah. know let me, let me try to get you guys as a customer so it was very much a you know help me build it so i can come in and add value to you and that's what we've been able, been successful at doing that's awesome that's so cool well i i love to ask every uh guest on the show kind of as a final question of you know everyone's been listening for the last you know 40 minutes or so um about the product about you about you know the company and the culture that you guys are building and the products in general um uh, inside the property and the tech uh where's the best place that you would suggest anyone that wants to learn more to obviously you know to either it's a, is it a website is it linkedin where do you want people to go to uh so that way we can make sure they sure. get the, the the best view the best sojo experience yeah i, I would i would encourage them to go to getsojo.com um, there's form, there's information there in terms of what we offer today, coming soon's on, on some different verticals that we're getting into. There's form fills so our amazing sales team can reach out to you and, and learn about your business and, and help see if we're a good fit for, you know, different pain points that you're experiencing today. 
Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to take everything in the show notes and make sure that everyone has that there. But I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast, for coming in and like really just being super intentional with the the product and the company that you guys are building in the space. I think, you know, the more, like you said, the more tech companies keep coming in and the more adoption we're having in the industry, um, it's, it's going to be overbearing. So the fact that you guys are just you know, pushing along on that side of being an intentional and value value add rather than a, a product add more or less um, is really important and crucial. So I just want to say thank you for being on the show and thanks for doing what you guys do. I'm really excited to watch the journey to can you know continue to grow and yeah, obviously in probably in a year we'll have you on on the show again and kind of do a recap of what's happened and cool, yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. No, hum- humble to be on here and and, and thankful and and just uh, great to get to connect with you and know you better and uh, thank you again for the opportunity to come on. Of course. Well, you heard it, heard it here first, Slick Talkers. You're going to go ahead, check out everything in the show notes. Make sure you like and subscribe to Everything Sojo. And we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. As I've been growing my business and finding new ways to add to my property portfolio, I have to think about how I can anticipate the homeowner's needs, just like I do for my guests. One of the things owners always ask is, how is my property going to be protected? What happens if something gets damaged or worse? These are valid questions and concerns, and I have an opportunity to address these concerns before they even get mentioned, all thanks to having Safely as part of my toolkit. I can ensure all stakeholders are covered during a guest stay and use this information as a way to grow my business by ensuring my property owners know they can trust that I have them covered. If you're a professional property manager, then you need to get safely in your tool belt so you can focus on operating and growing your business. Thanks for listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to an episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.